Hi, it's Hal Anderson. Thanks for checking out the daily podcast for my show, Connecting Winnipeg. And if you can, please listen live weekdays from 10 to noon on 680 CJOB. talk now about holiday burnout. While many love the hustle and bustle of the holidays, others really don't. And add on to that the stress of a pandemic and it can easily become mental and emotional burnout. I'm feeling it. I don't know about you. Give you a chance to talk about your holiday burnout here in a bit. We'll open up the lines at 204-780-6868. But let's start the conversation here with Dr. Toby Rutner, a Winnipeg psychologist. Uh, Toby, good morning. Good morning, Hal. How are you today? Good. Holiday burnout. It's real? It's real. It's the season of guilt and obligation. So on top of all of the worry and stress we've been put through because we've had a really rough ride, we're emotionally exhausted, and now it's that time again when we have to get the perfect gift. It's the time again in which people who are going to be celebrating Christmas, there'll be somebody missing at the dining room table. So it's a, it's a very emotional time for most people. We really do put a lot of extra pressure on ourselves at this time of the year, don't we? We certainly do. Uh, we feel that we need to feel really good about Christmas because that's the way most people think of it. But for some people growing up in very dysfunctional households, Christmas was the time of family conflict, of disappointment, of Christmas dinners with Grandpa passing out into the mashed potatoes, presents thrown into the snowbank. Right. Horrible things happen to some yeah, people at Christmas time. For sure. You know, and we're not emotionally, I think, prepared for it. We've been uh, on an emotional roller coaster for the last couple of years with COVID and with the lockdown. So we're kind of limping toward the finish line, already emotionally exhausted. And how do we combat it, Toby? What do we do about it? Well, one of the things that we can do to help ourselves is to engage in activities or tasks that give us immediate feedback, things that are concrete things to do rather than abstract things to think about. So if we have any kind of sports or hobby or any kind of physical activity that we can perform that results in a finished product so we feel a sense of satisfaction and accomplishment, that's the key. And cut ourselves some slack, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. Absolutely. Uh, Perfect is the enemy of good. What we want to be able to do is do something for ourselves rather than spend all of our energy attempting to please other people, being careful about what we say lest it offend other people. We then become outwardly directed, and we sort of lose our own self of sense. So I think... Um, giving ourselves a break, cutting ourselves some slack, and allowing ourselves to kind of frame this as we're on rest and rehabilitation from a terrible year with COVID. And Toby, I know how difficult it's been for me. I'm healthy. I've been able to work from home. I'm safe. It's been stressful for me. So what about frontline workers? Or what about somebody who lost their job, or got COVID, or lost a loved one to COVID. I mean, for some people, this has been horrible. For some people, this is horrible. Yes, it is. And Christmas season is supposed to be a time of of giving and fun, etc. But it's not. So I think that what we really need to do 
is to look at ways that we can be kind to ourselves and those people around us. Because under intense pressure, we tend to be uh, competitive and combative with each other. I think it's time to be nice with each other because we've all been suffering through this. Um, And I think by cutting ourselves some slack and other people some slack, we can get through this together. Toby, thanks for your time. My pleasure, Hal. Dr. Toby Rutner, Winnipeg psychologist on holiday burnout. It is Christmas tree day, and I thought that would be a good time to bring on Ray Dubois, the president of Ron Paul Garden Center, just up the road from me here, uh, to get an update on the Christmas tree situation. It wasn't very long ago, Ray. Uh, First of all, good morning. Thanks for doing this. Happy Ron Holidays, Hal. Yes, happy Ron Holidays. you bet. Um, I drove by your place last night, actually, after we chatted, and you don't have a lot of Christmas trees left. Um, you said a while ago here on our air that it was going to be tough to find a Christmas tree this year. After I talked to you and you said you were very close to a sellout, I phoned around, and either I talked to places that didn't have any this year, I talked to places uh, that had nothing left or a few places that had some left you have some left but you expect to sell it pretty quickly eh yeah it, your 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 comments are right on point um we've got about 150 trees left give or take and uh again some of our friendly competitors are sold out uh, others also are in the same boat where they've got you know a few left here or there so clearly across the board we're uh, we're seeing what we what we talked about about three four weeks ago there um that um, it's going to sell out early this year Mm -hmm. we saw a shortage last year as well is this just kind of what we're going to see going forward or has the uh you know shortage pain that we've seen contributing i know this you told us when we talked a few weeks ago this goes all the way back to you know 15 years right because it takes a long time to grow a christmas tree is this going to be an ongoing problem every christmas I think you'll see this probably for another uh, a, a couple of years at least. And, you know, a lot of the guys, when we had the rug pulled out from us um, in May there, and um, and I was calling around, a lot of the guys said, "Can't help you now, but uh, 2023 we'll be able to help you." So there should be. It's, it looks like there will be more online, and hopefully that uh, also translates through uh, you know a supply demand curve and drops some of the prices down because the the pricing that I've seen is is just through the roof. It's astronomical. And what about prices? I mean, obviously, you're paying more for the trees. You have to pass that on to people. I'm hearing for a really nice, good-sized tree this year, you're paying a lot of money. Yep. We we had to pay in U.S. dollars to a U.S. bank account for a Canadian company out of Quebec. And uh, so uh, the prices certainly went up. Um, I couldn't pass through what normally one would normally pass through, so... You know, basically, we're selling them um, almost, you know, we're, I think we're 21% margin on those trees, which is by the time you get them and load them, and then you toss them in the shop and you fluff them up, and then you drill the holes, and then you put them into the racks, and then you pull them off the racks, and then you wrap it for a client, and then you put it on their, their car. But with all that labor and everything, you're essentially, you're just doing it for cash flow. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just it's tough. You can't. And it's, it's, it's a real hard juggling act to try to pass through that the increase and not have people think that you're gouging them so somewhere between you know us losing our shirt and just being able to cover our costs um it works for me mm-hmm. yep. i know last year you were sold out on december 1st right yeah yeah 
Yeah, last year we were sold on December 1st. We got shorted trees last year, too. This year we got our full uh, allotment, and um, and actually we man- I managed to bring in a uh, second load last Sunday of an extra 300 trees, and uh, if we hadn't had that, we would be sold out. So we, we got a, a lot of trees this year that worked out for us, and that's why we were able to still have a few trees uh, in our inventory. Ray, Merry Christmas. Happy Ron holidays. Thanks a lot for coming on for a couple of minutes. I appreciate it. It's always fantastic. What was your cheese today? Oh, I haven't looked at my cheese yet today in the advent <laughs> calendar. My advent calendar of cheese. I'm not sure. i got to check. That's right. That's something else i got to do today. I'll let well, you know, Ray. It, Hal. <laughs> I'll let you know. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Ray Dubois at Ron Paul Garden Center, just up the road from me here, just south of the perimeter. Uh, it's the first of the garden centers on uh, on St. Mary's, just south of the perimeter. <laughs> All right, uh, we got a real um, good team at the Grey Cup in Hamilton, and one member of that team for us here at CJOB and Global will join us in just a second. The head coaches talked to the media this morning. Our bomber coach, Mike O'Shea, talked about how great it is to have many players back again this year after winning the Grey Cup in 2019. It's Excellent. It's interesting all in the same uh, breath. I think the players really like being around each other. They've got a a good relationship with each other in the locker room, and so uh, I believe that they were selling each other on the benefits of all being back. And you know, when you think about it, uh, having practically the same team again and make it all the way to the Grey Cup again after, you know, missing... <laughs> that season in the middle because of COVID, even more incredible that a lot of the pl- same players are back. Let's bring in Global News reporter Skyler Peters, who's out in Hamilton for us. Uh, Skyler, good morning. Hey, morning, Hal. So the, the coaches talked to the media. What else have you been up to out there early on here? It's already Wednesday, but it kind of feels like we're just <laughs> yeah. getting going with Grey Cup week. Yeah, well, uh, Bob Irving's uh, certainly my guide on this one. It's my first Grey Cup. It's his 49th, so I'm uh, I'm taking more direction from him. And he says uh, things are really going to start picking up tomorrow. But yeah, like there, there's certainly uh, a lot of excitement out here. I'm I'm uh, at Tim Hortons Field. Just got here about half an hour ago, and and uh, you know most of the added scaffolding for media, the banners, you know, the social area, all that's being put together right now. Mm-hmm. So you can tell it's it's really building. And, and you know, the folks that we have run into uh, since we got here yesterday are, are pretty darn excited about this game. And why not? Their home team's in it. Yeah, 24,000 fans. So, I mean, it's going to be a, a smaller crowd because of COVID. Um, and you mentioned this is your, your first Grey Cup. I mean, that has to be, you're a young guy, right, Pistol Pete? We call him Pistol Pete around here. Some people do. Uh, You love sports, and so what an opportunity this must be for you. Yeah, I I was pretty surprised when they they told me to pack my bags, but, uh, you know, to, to come along here, first of all, and uh, the bombers are in it. Uh, you know, our city's so excited. This city's so excited. And then just to just to be with Bob too. Um, you know, it, yeah. as he wraps up a, a brilliant career. And, you know, this year uh, will be a lot different than next. Uh, you know, if he's not around covering it for 680 CJOB, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, just hanging out with the guys and trying to soak this up. It's uh, pretty mm-hmm. incredible. And I've only been here for like 12 hours. <laughs> You've only been there for 12 hours. <laughs> um, what are you most looking forward to? Are you most looking forward to the game? What are you excited about? 
Yeah, I, well, I think the game, of course, for sure, because, uh, and, you know, everything afterwards, hopefully uh, the Bombers yep. get a win and, right. and uh, you know, everything that comes along with that. But uh, just, you know, we were out having some dinner last night and, and you know, the, the guy running the bar was so excited. He's so excited to see, you know, people filling his place. Obviously, that's great for him, but, you know, people getting really excited about this game. So I think just, you know, talking to fans and everybody's got a smile on their face right now. Nobody's uh, down in the dumps in the hammer because, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity, you know, first chance for a home team to win a great cup in over a decade. Well, and you're in hostile territory, right? I mean, you're with the bomb. You're covering the Bombers. You're from Winnipeg. And, yeah, their Ticats are in the big game. Yeah, they wouldn't let us put the Jets on uh, last night at this bar. The Leafs game was playing, and and as soon as uh, Greg McLean was wearing his Jets sweater, that was a pretty bold choice by him. But, uh, yeah, we had to suffer through that Leafs game last night and just get the Jets updates uh, on Twitter. But, yeah, I mean, uh, everybody's so friendly here. It's, it's, uh, it's not like... Uh, Everybody's looking at us with a side eye or anything like that. Maybe Monday morning, though, depending on the result. Yeah, right. Uh, and I think, too, you know, uh, and, and this is why I like Grey Cups in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan and Hamilton as opposed to Toronto and Vancouver. Nothing against those cities, but they just don't get pumped up the way a market like Winnipeg, Hamilton, and Regina does when the Grey Cup is in their city. Yeah, well, that's that's what makes me feel pretty comfortable here in Hamilton because it's it's a lot of the same feeling that you you know you you see the Hamilton Tiger Cats flags on people's cars when they drive by, right? Or somebody's wearing a shirt or something like that, and you you don't often see yeah. an Argo shirt in Toronto and, and stuff like that. So just I'm sitting here, I'm looking at Tim Hortons Field uh, right now, and and just the empty stands, and it's not hard to imagine it's going to have an atmosphere a lot like IG Field had on Sunday. Uh, when the Bombers were playing the Riders, right? Like, it's uh, it's pretty hard to, or pretty easy to imagine. Uh, this place is going to be rocking, and, yeah, a lot of people are going to be supporting the home side. Like, this is going to be a lot different game than it was in, in 2019 at McMahon when it was mm-hmm. out west and the Bombers were kind of the home team in that one. Yeah. I know, uh, before I let you go, I know you were chasing a bunch of people that you were hoping to talk to before we talked. Did you get anybody, or should I let you go and try and track them down? Yeah, well, uh, Kevin Hirschfield's doing the legwork, and I'm just kicking back and... <laughs> <laughs> and writing it all up for online right now so he's uh he's working hard for us but uh he spoke to the chamber of commerce president uh just a couple of minutes ago and i haven't run into him since then but i'd imagine you know he's probably sharing a lot of that sentiment that uh you know that other people are that just you know they're excited about this week it's two years mm-hmm. in the making right and also it's uh you know this is going to be a toned down week there's no doubt about it and that's that's all we can do with covid but it, they're right back here in 2023, right? And we got to look at some of the plans they have for uh, for that 2023 festival, and they are bonkers. So uh, to kind of get this test run going, and there's going to be a lot of fun had in the next four or five days, and then to be able to do it all again in two more years, I think uh, the city's pretty fired up. Scatter, I'll let you go. Thanks for a few minutes here. I appreciate it. You bet. We'll talk soon. Scatter Peters, Global News reporter, part of our team, our CJOB and global team in Hamilton at the Great Cup. You mentioned Kevin Hirschfield, who's covering the TV stuff. Bob Irving, of course. Greg Mackling is out there. Uh, we've got Skyler there. And, uh, yeah, so you can, you know, obviously hear it all here on CD. And we're excited. I, I haven't mentioned this yet. We're excited that we will actually have the Great Cup for you on CJOB on Sunday. It starts at 5 o'clock, and then we'll do a post-game uh, broadcast as well, 10 to noon on Sunday morning, our own pregame. 
And then the game, the Grey Cup, on CJOB, where it should be at 5 o'clock on Sunday. So pretty exciting stuff. But we're going to have lots of coverage over the next several days here on CJOB, on global television as well, and also at CJOB.com. So keep it right here on your home of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the Grey Cup, taking on the Ticats in Hamilton. Pretty exciting stuff.